capturing images of people across China, exploring its ever-changing lifestyles and feeling the heartbeat of its villages, towns and cities. This is Selfie. This is Selfie. Giving you real-life stories in China. 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 Welcome to this episode of Selfie, a program that brings you insight on Chinese people and their lives. I'm Tony Reid. May 4th is the National Youth Day of China. It originates from the May 4th Movement in 1919, in which many young intellectuals protested against imperialists during the Second World War and appealed for patriotism and democracy. 100 years ago, the core spirit of the May 4th Movement was patriotism, progress, democracy, and science. It marked the beginning of China's new democratic revolution. In a broader sense, it occurred in a time when the country was going through the new culture movement. As we reach 100 years from that time, how does the young generation of China understand the core spirit? How do they practice this spirit in their daily lives? Stay tuned. Using smartphones and computers in daily life is commonplace for young people, but for China's some 250 million elderly, who grew up in a pre-digital era, modern technology seems to move too fast for them to keep up. Now, a group of young volunteers are making efforts to help China's aging population go digital. Liu Min has more. It's a spring afternoon in Huayuanlu community, Haidian district of Beijing. A group of university students and elderly are sitting together, learning and sharing the skills of communicating. <laughs> this is one of a few weekly activities of Si Yang, a non-government organization focusing on taking care of the elderly. <laughs> Zhang Jiaxin is the founder of Si Yang. Born in 1990, he grew up in a small county in southwest China's Shanxi province. In 2009, he became an undergraduate student at the Beijing University of Posts and Telecommunications. Shortly afterwards, he found there were some problems in communication between he and his family. I have never been get out of Shanxi actually before my studying in university. After I come to the university, I found that it is a huge gap between me and my family because I couldn't find it very easy to contact with them. If I want to see them, it is much more hard because my parents and also my grandma couldn't use computers. I'm a student majoring in information technology, but my family couldn't use them at all. So what I want to do is to build a bridge between the old and the young to help them to learn computers, to enjoy their life and to keep company with their family. In 2011, Zhang Jiaxin organized a voluntary student team at the Beijing University of Posts and Telecommunications, aiming to help the elderly master modern technology, which is the first step of Si Yan. Like all from Zero to One stories, Zhang and his peers encountered some problems at the very beginning. It takes nearly two months to find the first community, Yangfangdian Street in Haidian District, Beijing. On Sunday afternoon, when we got there, we prepared everything and with 
13 students with their own computers waiting for them. But the whole afternoon, there is only five people come to our community and uh, just uh, looking around uh, the pictures on the wall, there is no one comes here to learn computers. So we are very frustrated. But when we come back, we found that it is our fault. Every Sunday, it is time for the children to come back to their own home. They need to company. And the second is that the time is not very good. Maybe in the afternoon, they need a sleep <laughs> to have a rest after lunch. So we don't know the rules, the basic rules of old people. Eight years passed. Now Siyan has already become an experienced nonprofit group aiming to help the elderly handle technology. With efforts from hundreds of thousands of student volunteers from nearly 100 universities across China, Siyan has been helping some 20,000 senior citizens since 2011. The name Siyan is a homophone of the Chinese words Xiyang, which means the setting sun. As an ancient Chinese poem says, the setting sun seems so sublime, but it's near its dying time. This reflects a traditional view that aging means decay and diminishing hope. However, Zhang Jiaxin interprets it in another way. He believes through teaching and learning, the sun can rise again for the elderly. What we provided is see young, see those people are still young. We want them to join us. The motion of drawing is very important. If they come to our class, no matter how many things you have learned, it has already been very, very important and meaningful because they think they can still change themselves. They think they can learn something of the new generation. They think they can provide new opportunities for themselves. So this is the basic idea behind our project. Aging poses many challenges, such as diminished eyesight, memory loss, and decreased agility. For the elderly, learning how to use smartphone apps is not a simple task. However, after years of practice and course development, Si Yan is quite experienced in aging education. Among the popular courses that Siyan offers are introductions to mobile payments, online shopping, online hospital registrations, and how to edit photos using apps. Now many elderly can talk easily online, like what Zhang Jiaxin's grandma does to him. When speaking of this, Zhang smiles and he says one of his happiest moments is knowing that his work is benefiting people like his grandparents. There is a volunteer told me that when she come back from her hometown to Beijing on a train, she just welcomed her birthday. And on that night on the train, she received a message from her grandpa. Her grandpa told her that happy birthday, my Angel. <laughs> so she feel very warm uh, and uh, touched by her grandpa because previously her grandpa tell her to teach them how to use WeChat. The latest government figures suggest that more than 67 million Chinese people volunteer regularly and there are over 12,000 volunteering organizations around the country. For young Chinese like Zhang Jiaxin, volunteering can be a lifestyle. We are trying to 
to encourage more students to be volunteer because volunteer is a very good way to to be responsible for our society. We really love do volunteer works, and we think that volunteer spirit has already been included to your own daily life. You will think how to do it all by yourselves, and how you can learn others to do it to solve it. This is what volunteer work have taught us. Zhang Jiaxin is a PhD student and a lecturer at the Beijing University of Posts and Telecommunications. Now, as a teacher of both young people and elderly, this post-90s young man knows exactly how to live his life to the fullest, which is his interpretation of May Fourth spirit. I think the May Fourth spirit in the new generation is innovation, responsibility, friendship, and action. Uh, for the innovation, I think it is our new generation's mark. We know more things, and we have more international uh, interacting with others. So we need to create new things, new ways to solve problems, to make more things meaningful. So innovation is our gene. And the second is friendship. We need to learn how to cooperate with others, how to contribute to a common goal. Responsibility is the third one because we live in a relatively rich society. We have very good education. We learned a lot of things, but we need to know that the things we already got is the output of the old generation. So what we need to do is to do more for the next generation. Last is action, because not only think, not only ask, not only to find problems. We need to. Action, action to do the things based on our major. Action with our friend. In this way, we can not only achieve our own goal, but also help to make the whole society much better. That's Liu Min reporting. So, what can we do to spend our youth regret-free? Well, the answers may vary. But many people agree that courage, perseverance, and dedication are things that people should equip themselves with while they're young. For Song Shi, a girl born in 1994, joining the army and experiencing military life did just that. Now Yang Yong brings us Song Shi's military dream. Night at a naval port is a renowned military song in Chinese. The lyrics in the song picture a peaceful and silent night at naval port. The wave slightly rocked the warship. Young soldiers smile in their sweet dreams. The scene is a shared memory for those who once experienced naval life. The girl who is singing the song is 25-year-old Song Shi, one of the youngest veterans in the Chinese Navy. Song says it's a childhood dream to be a heroine. I wanted to join the army since I was a child. I love the ocean and the sea. Naval life seems very romantic to me. Growing up in a military family in North China's Shanxi Province, Song had been dreaming of wearing the military uniform, just like her father once did for quite a long time. After the college entrance exam, she wanted to apply to a military academy. However, at that time, her parents thought it would be too hard for a girl, and wanted her to go to an ordinary college. In 2012, Song became an undergraduate student in Peking University, one of the most prestigious colleges in China, majoring in psychology. 
but her monetary dream never faded, even throughout her first and second years in college. In her senior year, the Navy came to recruit new soldiers. She finally got the support from her family at that time and enrolled in the Marine Corps in 2015. Army life was even stricter than she had expected, as she lost 10 kilograms due to the hard training in the beginning. But not before long, she became familiar with the training and worked hard in it. Even though sometimes it was extremely painful for a young girl like her, she never thought of giving up. I wanted to show that I can. I wanted to pursue excellence. Therefore, I can forget about the hardship times. The hardship was valuable for me. By the end of 2015, she became an ambition scout with a top school. She was also picking university's first marine. At that time, I felt that I was carrying out a mission and shouldering responsibility. For example, I watched the sea and stood on warships, so it felt more like a tremendous duty rather than a romantic story. I had a sense of focus. For a college girl like Song, another valuable experience is the friendship in the army. Friendship in the army is quite different with that in school. Simply speaking, before I joined the army, I was just a normal student and even a little nerdy. But the friendship in the army is very simple, warm, and sincere. We all belonged to the same group. Everyone was ready to help and take care of each other. At the end of 2016, Song set off. With the 25th Chinese Navy fleet to carry out escort missions in the Gulf of Aden and Somalia, the fleet carried out 62 escort missions, rescued two ships, and drove away boats of suspected pirates 82 times. As the only female marine in a male-dominated world, many people may be curious about: Can she do it or not? And her answer is: I can if I want to. They may have doubted my ability at the very beginning, but once I did what I could, I can change their stereotype through my actions. Then they trusted me more. As a female soldier, it's easy for people to think that you are not strong physically, but if you can show your strength, it's kind of inspiring. In December 2017, she retired from the military and went back to college to continue her studies. She says her military life was a treasure for her. After I joined the army, I found I treated things more seriously than before. Another thing is, I am aware of the importance of taking responsibility. I want to shoulder that responsibility for society and for my family. I've learned how to share and be part of something. Actively participating in various kinds of extracurricular activities in her college life. Song has won many titles and accomplishments. She is one of the best students in her major, a leading singer in the student choir, and also enjoys drama and sports. For Song Shi, a youth without regret means willing to explore the unknown, take risks, and most importantly, never speak of limits. 15 Back in 2015, another reason that drove me to join the army was to escape the somehow blundering social environment at that time. 
As a college student, I was facing many life choices, like everyone else. Whether I should go on to study, go for work, or go abroad after my graduation, I used to be confused. But finally, I decided the best way to spend my youth without regret was trying to experience more. Life is full of possibilities. Just follow your heart and never set a limit for yourself. Currently, Song is continuing her master's degree in clinical psychology at Peking University. In addition to daily study. There are many other things for Song to do, such as being on duty in the psychological consulting room, teaching classes on monetary theory for freshmen, and giving speeches to share her stories. Song says she always likes to share positivity to youth. Perhaps the spirit of May Fourth should mean positive. I am a student major in psychology. I know the complexity of human nature. Sometimes people are easily dominated by positivity, but are affected by negative things. However, I think if you have a positive life attitude, believe in truth, goodness, and beauty, you will have positive thoughts and behave accordingly. Then you make positive contributions. That's Yang Yong reporting. Being a teacher in China's underdeveloped areas is widely seen as noble and respectful. It's more so if one chose to work in the rural areas of the country's far west Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region in their youthful years. Now let's follow Jiang Wan to learn more about a young village teacher's daily life. It is ten o'clock in the morning. Sunshine is streaming through the windows of the classroom of Shiliuzi Kindergarten in Yunku, a multi-ethnic village in the south of Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region. The children are learning an ancient Chinese poem called "Picture" by Tang Poet Wang Wei. The classical rhythm depicts a beautiful scene like this. When you look afar, the mountains are green and clear. But no sound of stream is heard when listening near. The flowers remain in full blossom, though springs away. A human being's approach the bird doesn't fray. Twenty-two-year-old Pu Baoxia is a volunteer village teacher here. Born in Tianshui, northwest China's Gansu Province, she says she was unable to resist volunteering here ever since she saw the beautiful eyes of those children in countryside for the first time. I watched a video from a VCR of children here, and I was deeply touched by their beautiful big eyes. Pure light shined through the eyes. In the video, they said, "Teacher, we need you." I was so moved and decided to try my best to do something, more or less. For a long time, there have been many challenges for education in rural China: lack of funding, poor teaching equipment, and a general lack of awareness of the importance of education in remote areas. At the same time, it is widely believed that providing the best care and education to young children is very important. With a five million yuan government investment to support local education development, the kindergarten was built in 2018, and this is the only modern kindergarten in the remote pastoral area located 40 kilometers away from the nearest county. Hey, 
Pubalsia says the reason why she became a kindergarten teacher comes from her own childhood experience. I've never been to a kindergarten myself, therefore I felt quite uncomfortable when I went to a primary school directly. For a long time, I just couldn't get used to student life. Later, I found that scientifically, early childhood education in kindergarten was very important, as it can help the children to form good habits and lay a foundation to their future. And Pu Baoxia is trying her best to do so. She believes education is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Because the folk culture and tradition of those Uyghur children are quite different from Han, we need to use different teaching methods to treat different children. Respecting every child's tradition and individualized teaching is very important. Teaching Uyghur children in a remote village of Xinjiang is not easy, despite the language barrier. The children at such an age can be very naughty. Pu Baoxia says being a teacher means patience and a loving heart. You need to have a childlike innocence, patience, and more importantly, you need to be conscientious. Being a teacher also means to always keep learning and improving your abilities from all aspects. As an analogy, if you want to give the children a drop of water, you need to have a bowl of water yourself. Far away from modern city life, Pu Baoxia says she enjoys being a village kindergarten teacher. I think the happiest thing for me is witnessing their progress. In the very beginning, I couldn't understand their language and they couldn't understand me either. Gradually, they can talk several Mandarin words. Now they can say sentences. It gives me a sense of achievement. The whole day with the children is full of happiness. Although sometimes you may feel down or be annoyed by other things, once you see their smiling faces or hearing them speak to you, all your troubles are swept away. Seven o'clock in the afternoon in a local villager's house, Pu Baoxia and her Uyghur colleague Marhaba are talking with the father and his son. For a village teacher like Pu Baoxia, home visiting after work time is one of her daily duties. 23-year-old Marhaba speaks highly of the Han ethnic teacher. She's such a kind-hearted and bright girl. We are happy working together like sisters. After class, we always discuss many things. Opening a window in life is one of the reasons young people like Pu Baoxia wants to contribute to society in the first place. And that is exactly what they have done and what they have achieved. Pu Baoxia says she has learned a lot through giving and sharing. People always say the children are just like their teachers. The way you speak and behave will be copied by your children. Sometimes I can realize what I'm like through watching them. The children are just like mirrors. Therefore, I will always remember to be a better person and bring good influence to them. Just like what the young teacher wants to give to her children, she believes the key words of the May the 4th spirit is optimistic and freedom. 
乐观吧。我觉得，因为是年轻人嘛，首先你要有一个乐观的。As a young people, firstly, you should be optimistic and live positively and hopefully. Then you need to explore the unknown, keep your curiosity, and learn more. That's freedom, in my understanding. Freedom means open your mind, being bold and brave. The world has plenty of surprises waiting you to discover. Talking about an ideal future, the young teacher smiles, says what she wants to pursue is quite simple and pure. I want to become an outstanding kindergarten teacher, be a part of the growth of the outstanding next generation and the future. And that's Zhang Wan reporting. That brings us to the end of today's selfie. But there's always more online. Check us out on our website, ChinaPlus.CRI.CN, and go to the column My China for more information and other fascinating reports and features. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Tony Reed. See you next time.